Hey everyone, you are listening to the Shadow Arts Experiment Podcast, brought to you by the Playful Wellness Community, and I'm your host, Josh Bell. With my co-host, Gabby Creary, we journey together through Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, and through morning pages, artist states, soul-searching, and affirmations, we will help all of us open up the doors to our own inner creative artist. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Shadow Artist Experiment. I'm your host, Josh Bell, and with me, as always, is the Gabby Curie Wellness founder and stylist and makeup artist and fashion designer and all that <laughs> all these things that she doesn't actually do for <laughs> but her daughter does i'm sure she knows makeup artists so she's got all of that in her in her portfolio somewhere uh yeah this is week three i think it's our fourth podcast because we started with the introduction and we are going into recovering a sense of power uh before we get into that Let's talk about our week with the morning pages and the artist date. So, yeah, morning. Pages I didn't do my. Did I didn't do my. I didn't do my artist date, and I missed my morning pages this morning. Um, but as we talk about constantly, I'm going. You know, I'll probably do it right after the show. Actually, I think that uh, makes the most sense. <laughs> right before. That. Yeah, we have the whole day on Friday, so you're, <laughs> you're you can still get complete on this. And yeah. we talked about that sometimes my morning pages don't happen till afternoon or evening pages, but yeah. And but overall, oh, but overall, oh. like my morning my my morning pages have been fantastic. Uh, I'm sure this mustache came out of inspiration from the morning pages. Uh, and it looks real good because I just shaved, like it's showing up really well on camera. Yeah, I'm a for, those, question. for those who are only listening to the podcast on Spotify, we do a live every uh, Friday at noon on the Playful Wellness community on Facebook. Uh, so join if you want to catch us live and get the original and the crazy intros that we always do because we're crazy and just do weird stuff. I'm always kind of trying to... <laughs> yeah fix my hair i'm i'm a very like hair oriented on camera i can't stop touching or playing with the hair it's because you see yourself that's what it is oh it's very disconcerting to me i move a lot like you'll always uh if you check out one of the other uh podcasts that i do like the videos i'm always like have my foot here or, like all the way out I'm surprised uh, the host of that show just doesn't slap me three or four times because I generally <laughs> sit next to him. It's interesting because I do do a ton of Zoom yoga every day of the week and hooping. And then of course I don't play with my hair because my hands and, and I'm into the whatever it is I'm teaching. So I'm otherwise engaged and not really looking at myself. So it, but yeah, movement helps. I can't yeah. stop. <laughs> Touching <on>. your hair. <laughs> so, how are your morning pages? Like, how did how how was your artist dated if you took one? Um, how did it all go this week? Okay, so I am seven for seven, and I would beg to differ with you a little bit on your artist date because I know that you got you finished Magician's Nephew and you got into Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe and yeah. reading and especially something with all of that juicy childlike spirit. Uh. That C.S. Lewis gives you and and getting into being a kid again in the pages of a book that's definitely a, a play date an artist date and we talked back and forth about it too yeah it's so it's one of those things that I never read like I saw the line with the wardrobe I remember watching the one with that really cute blonde kid who played Peter um that's <laughs> literally all I remember uh but and so the white witch i had i uh, oh a, yeah a guy i dated in high school is like you're the white witch and i'm like you know okay i can be done with that mm -hmm. well one of the things that really interested me actually about lewis uh i'll do a quick aside uh is that my adult in my adult life i got really into norse mythology and as you know uh a really into spirituality and how much uh lewis takes like a lot into account, even though it's like a giant Christian allegory, which I always kind of oh, yeah. try to turn my head at a little bit because it gets really heavy handed and weird at the end from what I've read. Uh, by the way, this is my first time I've read it guys. So when Gabby was talking about really childlike, like I got really into it and I was loving the magician's nephew and it really didn't make me feel like I would have when I was a kid, like, oh my God, they're like jumping into this place. 
oh my god they're getting wet but they're not getting wet it's just a puddle that transforms the two dimensions yeah it was it was so exciting and i i guess i'll take that i'll take that as an artist state i'm just thank saying, you gabby I'm, I'm your i'm giving you your get out of jail free card and you still <laughs> have the entire day to complete art your artist state so if your inner child needs more give it more listen yeah. to Mm -hmm. Yeah, find out how much of a jerk Edmund is even more. Stupid Edmund. Oh my god, you, don't you just want Edmund? Yeah. <laughs> and Lucy, don't you feel for Lucy? Aren't you like, <gasps> well, how you is know, she not tantruming and Edmund? Well, what's really interesting is it really ties into all the stuff that we're doing, like yeah. uh, in a in a very interesting way, because we're looking at a lot of this work with the artist way really ties into your inner child and really coddling that. And right away in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, they're talking like they're saying she's crazy and saying that she's making it all up. And instead of like when they finally go and talk to uh diggory right is the uncle or the guy who diggory is the he, old guy right? yeah he's from the magician's nephew he grows up yeah uh so he uh he is the one that's like maybe you shouldn't destroy this woman's mind <laughs> and that's a really interesting that's a really interesting thing is that i don't think a lot of us shadow artists had the full spectrum of that kind of support. Like when it's your guardian that's doing this uh, and telling you, you know, maybe you should, you know, think about this from a kind of creative and logical standpoint versus a very impassioned one. Uh, we could have a lot more artists out there. <laughs> right. Well, and here's an interesting thing, just on the whole artist way and, and what we've delved into together the the sense of power and uh a lot of this you you know that i've been going through like just my body like everything i um i got the shot and now i have a third breast under my arm right now it's it's really not good and a whole bunch of other stuff happened uh that i wasn't aware could happen um good times but at the same time i'm sick and i'm worried and afraid and I've had you, and I've had the artist's way through all of this. I was hoping for that I would be coming into my inner artist now and and writing the great American novel. And instead, what I've been doing is a lot of healing and staying in integrity with you in artist way. Mm -hmm. And it's been a real lifeline. Uh, in keeping me accountable and present to something other than everything that's happening to you what's happening yeah. to me there is some yeah. production going on and the what was interesting about c.s lewis at, is that you know that he was besties or very close to tolkien right that they were in I, writing i can or i could group. i could see that with the because the white witch as you said is part giant <laughs> uh -huh. which is very norse yeah and that's where uh sorry that's where tolkien took a lot of his work from they were good friends they were in kind of like a a group that met and shared and and they shared ideas and and kind of like a writer's group or or the artist way group and they mentored each other and mm -hmm. and played off of each other. And that is what I'm finding with you and with our group developing. I have that in my writer's group as well, is this, and it's both Tolkien and Lewis created works that were playful in nature too. They they yeah. had whimsical. And, yes. and you can't you just imagine them just like digging in and all that juiciness and being like, important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and still, uh, one of the things that I'll take into account with both of them as well is we talk, like we compare these two great like fantasy art uh, artists. Yeah, uh, they're so different, you know. They're and that's uh, they have a different like age range, like that they're kind of targeted towards, uh, and they have such vividly different worlds and the way they describe those worlds. And that's 
one of the things that I think is so powerful about the artist's way as a whole and talking about recovering that sense of power, uh, you don't necessarily, like I, I came into this being like, I want to be a writer and I want to do the next, Amer like I want to do this great fantasy thing. And I am, I actually started writing, uh, I started rewriting a novel that I had started last year at around this time uh, in a very different, being in a very different place personally and starting the novel in a very different place. Like it's a lot different and a lot more playful, but it's also like helping me see the world differently in terms of my personal world and how I want to continue my artist journey. Do I want to continue, like I'm gonna continue writing, but what else can I do? Like you talked about writing lyrics. Uh, I know an actress who did the 12 weeks and it helps her as an actress. Like this is one of those things like your power isn't confined to what you think is your power. And that's one of the things that this book will help you bring out through the different tasks. What else can you do? You that's said, such... yeah, speaking of tasks, you said that that was the room assignment that you drew actually. Yeah, um, I, I have always been kind of a shadow artist when it came to uh, drawing. I remember drawing as a child and then uh, I don't know when well, your drawings aren't good enough, really kicked in, but then I just stopped. And I still pick up a pencil every once in a while and draw stuff. Um, and I love it. I love doing it when I do it, but I don't do it consistently enough to progress. So uh, when we went to the Met uh, last week, I was really, I really wanted to sit down and draw something. So I drew a landscape uh, of us in the, um, the Greek statues room. Uh, so let's talk about this week, Recovering a Sense of Power. So I'm going to just read from the workbook here, and then Gabby and I will go through the topics, uh, that they discussed this week. And I think some of them are so powerful. Uh, so this week, uh, may find you dealing with unaccustomed bursts of energy and sharp peaks of anger, joy, and grief. You are coming into your power as the illusory hold of your previously accepted limits is shaken. You'll be asked to consciously experiment with spiritual open-mindedness. So Isn't you, you, you specifically- Spiritual open-mindedness. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, so well, you were, it's just synchronicity. Okay, go on, sorry. That's, we'll get to synchronicity. <laughs> that's one of the topics. So uh, you were talking about uh, personally this week, you had a lot of sh sharp peaks. Oh, like, yeah. or you had a sharp peak and this week is kind of the, the low point. You want to just talk about that a little bit? Uh, so for me, what's been going on, and I'm, I'm kind of, the shot culminated a whole bunch of stuff. So my kids got sick with COVID. I quarantined. At, you have to quarantine longer than they actually do because you have to go 10 days past their last fever. And the first day I got out of quarantine, I ran and got the shot, very first thing, because the entire time I was, scared that I was going to get it again. And I was waiting for the other shoe to fall. So I was like, I'm going to go get my superpowers. I'm going to get this freaking shot and I'm going to be back in life and amazing. And quite the opposite happens. So um, things with women, I'm not going to go into the whole gynecological issue, um, can happen and be triggered with the shot. And once they're triggered, it's really hard to get them untriggered um, to platelets and blood and all of that kind of good happy jargon and so I ended up going to acupuncture three times last week I I saw your friend Michael which was amazing and what and Michael uh just so everyone uh is aware Michael's a Reiki healer uh just so we get a title on that if anybody looks them up there will be information um or you can check them out at howwebegin.com shameless plug sorry <laughs> and really well deserving and wow we're going to talk about that on a different thing later <laughs> but, uh, holy cow and so i did a whole bunch of healing work got better um after a, like wednesday found me crying hysterically for an entire day my hormones were way out of control and i was just scared and i couldn't stop crying got all of that taken care of and then um, was feeling better, maybe pushed a little too hard uh, because I was feeling better. 
And um, then come a couple days later, one of the other things that happens with the shots is you get swollen lymph nodes. And I have multiple swollen lymph nodes under my arm. Um, and all of this is tender right here. And it was the size of an egg, which is, again, and it hurt badly. So the, for me, it's, it's like getting better, yay. And then, oh shit, I'm sick again. And the, the fear and this, the inner desire to give up because you're yeah. just getting hit. And so that's what, uh, for me, staying with the assignments, doing the reading, having the accountability with you, you reached out no matter what. Um, and also, thank you because having being able to be real with people and say I'm down and acknowledging it and accepting it and um, not feeling like I'm bringing you down by saying it or that you're gonna have to avoid me because I'm always down um, that I have to pretend to, to mm -hmm. get my act together has been really great. And I, I really thank you for being a friend. <laughs> no problem. Everyone always tells me I'm super high energy and high excitement all the time anyway. So it works for people who are down. Yeah. So <laughs> speaking of down, crash. <laughs> so flipping the other direction, uh, one of the things she first brings up about recovering a sense of power is anger. And when I read this for the first time, knowing that we were going to get to talk about this, I thought of you, Gabby, uh, going through everything that you've gone through uh, with like your breakup and like moving back from Mexico. It seems like there would be a lot of anger, which would be leading you into what you don't want and all that kind of stuff. That was the big thing that I took away from this was like thinking about my own life and thinking about you and the, sh and the show that we're doing right now, how anger helps you um, versus how it, you know, everyone thinks that like anger is bad. And sure, if you're going and beating your, like destroying your boyfriend's car, that's not the right kind of anger. Uh, but knowing that you're angry at your boyfriend for what he did to you right. uh, really tells you what you don't want in your life. And What's so interesting about well, the morning also page? Allowing oh. yourself to access your feelings. So I have for the last year, and I think that that's why everything is physically manifesting on me. Um, mm -hmm. Since being back, I've, I've really repressed and tried to, to put on a positive, happy face on everything. And I think that, that no, it'll come up no matter what. Your body is going to manifest whatever it is. So I've been pushing it down, pushing it down. And I have had very little access to anger. The only time yeah. that I've, I've had, I really got access to anger is I wrote to um, the person and- and The person in question. Person in my life. Uh, he was my very best friend and he's my oldest friend. And uh, we've been, we've known each other for 30 years and for, we're together for almost four years. And I told him all the kids had COVID and he didn't respond. Ooh. And then I got angry. That made, I was just like, and it's been radio silence for quite some time. I, I go on writing jags cause that's what I do. I have, I, every now and again, I just need to type everything out and I send it and it, really shouldn't maybe like another thing that the artist way is good about is I journal to me instead of journal to the outside world <laughs> overshare and verbally vomit on my ex um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that I that was the first time I got angry at him and I yeah. was really angry and at the same time on the other side of that is access to all emotions yeah and a vulnerability. And so, you know, not staying with it, but being able to access it. Yeah. That's uh. something I've found recently. Um, I, I get the highs and lows with the hormones, but that seems like the only time I get access to my emotions. The rest of the time, it feels like I'm devoid. Yeah. And she talks about uh, 
oh wait maybe that's next week because I accidentally read the wrong chapter this week <laughs> and then had to go back and read chapter three. Uh, think about that. Your head. But yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting back here. But one of the things that uh, Julie Cameron mentioned is the morning pages actually help you with your emotions because you can't hide from the pages. And it's a very weird thing. Uh, the first time it starts happening, like talking about being angry with your boyfriend, let's say, okay, you wake up, you have you had some sort of fight the night before and you start writing and it's all stream of consciousness with those three pages, you will dig deeper into why you are angry. Um, and the worst part is, is you can't hide from that because you are writing as you are thinking. And when those come up, they're out, they're, uh, they're there. And that actually, uh, we'll bring us to the third topic and we'll get back to synchronicity. Synchronicity is two, but I think that's a really fun topic. So <laughs> uh, we'll bring that, we'll bring that back, but it, it comes back to shame. Like when you have these emotions, uh, there are, depending on the emotion and depending on the circumstance, there's a lot of shame that comes with that. And especially when it comes to being an artist, there is a lot of potential shame that can come with criticism and with uh, putting your work out there and being vulnerable. Right. Uh, there's, a there's a weird kind of shame that comes with that because being vulnerable means you're open and means you're showing this to the world. And yeah, it's, there's, there's shame to that because if you don't, you don't know and you're afraid and it's it's such an interesting um an interesting thing to deal with renee brown is my vulnerability champion i, I she's <laughs> such a great superhero when it comes to shame and vulnerability and and accessing so i i actually see vulnerability as incredibly powerful and shame as disempowering so if you think of of vulnerability work doesn't come from a stiff stiff upper lip and and um repression or what great ideas and great thoughts come from it's like a birthing process so like that is one of your, for women, that's one of your most vulnerable moments in life. The greatest love and the access to love is birth and these, these things that come out of you, but also such a deeply vulnerable process of birth. And you can't give birth to something without literally opening yourself up and being completely vulnerable. So art and that creativeness comes from this deep, vulnerability and and there is the self-judgment and the judgment of the world is a shame on top of that that it's not good about enough whatever this this thing that you are bringing life to that you are creating that is uniquely you that you are opening yourself up and allowing yourself to do in this creative process uh can be judged both by yourself as inferior or by others and and we can internalize that that judgment so what she keeps reminding us in all of this is to be very careful in your sharing yeah especially especially when you're first starting out and don't show anybody your morning pages i'm just going to throw that out there again mm -hmm. keep them to yourself and don't even keep them to yourself hide them well i, I mean don't hide them too hard because like it's i would say yeah the bed you really do <laughs> yeah. have a monster under your bed <laughs> Yeah, so um, she she goes, okay, she talks about criticism and I think it's super important. Um, I'm going to read from the book here specifically because she has a process of dealing with criticism. And I think it's really important, uh, especially as we move through this and as you move through your life as an artist to internalize this. Uh, because not all criticism is good. And you should always know that not all criticism is right. <laughs> Just because someone says it in a publication does not mean it's right. 
No, it just doesn't because make it true. It doesn't make it valid. It's and it is one person's opinion, and yeah. not the it. It isn't the work itself. And that goes for your friends as well. Like, true. If your if your friend reads something of yours, treat it like it was a New York Times article, and go through this process. Um, because I think it's really it's really important to know your worth and know the worth of the art you are creating. And that means looking at the criticism with a kind eye and a critical eye, but pulling from it what you need and leaving behind what you don't. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna really quick read through these 10 things. Um, if Gabby has anything to add, feel free to add. Um, just raise your hand so I can see you uh, <laughs> since I'm gonna be reading. So. Uh, receive the criticism all the way through and get it over with. So read it in the publication, let your friend get it out of her system, whatever, take it in. Uh, jot down notes to yourself on what concepts or phrases bother you. If it hurts, jot it down. Um, if it feels uncomfortable, jot it down. That's, it's really important. But the next one is even more important. Jot down notes on what concepts or phrases seem useful. This is what's important. Useful criticism can help you grow. Uh, the stuff that bothers you isn't necessarily useful criticism. If they're on both lists, okay, pay attention, like figure out what bothers you. That's, it's important, go through the process. Uh, do something very nurturing for yourself. Read an old good review or recall a compliment. Affirmations, this is basically what she's talking about here is creating an affirmation for yourself on your work. Remember that even if you have made a truly rotten piece of art, it may be a necessary stepping stone to your next work. Art matures spasmodic, uh, spasmodically and requires ugly duckling growth stages. So true. And do the work. So we didn't, you know, the Williams sisters played tennis as kids together. They weren't perfect when they were kids, but they played and played and played until, wow, they're amazing. It's about doing the work. It's about the practice. And the first thing that comes out of you isn't supposed to be, ah! it's supposed to be, ah. Yeah. And that's one of the, like, one of the things she has us do actually is, I have it up on my wall here. It's, uh, I will take care of the quantity, you take care of the quality. And I think that's incredibly important. You don't master something by putting it down on the page. You master something by tearing it apart a billion times and then putting it on the page again. <laughs> in art, doing it over and over and over again and learning the craft. You have to learn the craft. You have to do the work. That was uh, one of my acting teachers, I told you. He was, I, I would always be like, what about charisma? What about X Factor? What about this? What about that? And he's like, just do the work. If you do yeah. the work, you get better. So that should be one of your artist dates, Gabby's. Find, a, find an acting class that you can take. Ah, that would be, I, you know what? I would love that. Yeah. Uh, I went to acting it, school at one point. Yeah. It'll, it'll open up that part of you. And I think that would be great. So there's an idea, people. Take a class and something that you maybe you went to school for and then never did again. <laughs> I was thinking about a writing class too. I, I'd like to go back to, to structure and being taught something. I, yeah, being a, well, being a student instead of being, being, being a student instead of being a teacher is incredibly important as it well. Is. Yeah, and I teach all the time, but I would like to be a student. Yeah, so we're halfway through. The next one is look at the criticism again. Does it remind you of any criticism from your past, particularly shaming childhood criticism? Acknowledge to yourself that the current criticism is triggering grief over a long-standing wound. This is incredibly important as well. As we grow up as artists and as we grow into our art, whatever that may be, there are lots of people to tell us it isn't right and we're doing it wrong. And sometimes we are five years old when they're telling us we're wrong in a, in a nice-ish way that they don't necessarily realize is wrong, but then it holds on to us until we're 50-year-old people trying to you know, get back into our art. I'm not 50 guys, I'm 35. Almost 35, I turned 35 in like a month, just so you know. 50 was just a number in my head. I do have gray hairs and a mustache, but I love the mustache. I really do. What do you think of the mustache, Gabby? I like the mustache. 
I'm yeah, really yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I grew up my dad always had a mustache so, I, so I, mine. it's funny my dad and I um don't go gray my grandmother never went gray either and so he had gray in his mustache but not in his actual hair and so people at work at one point said you know you can stop dyeing your hair now you're like 70. well he's not he, I mean well he is now well not <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's that's the that's the 50 year old I mean he's the 50 year old I was referencing <laughs> that would be a little because mm, I'm nearly the 15 year old you're referencing now we just added me thank you Josh I I tried not to you did it yourself I don't care so uh the next one is also really important and you were just talking about this which I think is is great write a letter to the critic not to be mailed Defend your work and acknowledge what was helpful, if anything, in the criticism um, proffered. Is that is that the right word? Proffered? Proffered? I don't. I know what it means, like in the context. But yeah, you're allowed to get it out. Like if you're angry at a person for the criticism they wrote, write it down. And if you don't want to write a letter, put it in your morning pages. But yeah, like, that was what I was going to say. You might not want to go on WhatsApp and, and curse them out over COVID. <laughs> was it's it cathartic? It. It's just about writing it. Yeah, it's, and it's true. It's, I am definitely one of those people that I flow through it. And once I flow through it, I'm fine. But I have to flow through it. Like don't stop me like until I'm done and then tell me where I was stupid and ignorant and selfish like afterwards like, like don't try to get me in the middle of it because it's gonna derail any hope to help me just let me flow through my emotions and I will hopefully be able to make it better because <laughs> I'm yeah I just need to get it out I understand that personal experience that's what my mom always said better out than in yes then get back on the horse, making an immediate commitment to do something creative. So, okay, so hey, immediate commitment. Are you, uh, is the play date done or are you doing it today? Oh. Back on the horse. Yeah, I'll do it today. Oh my <laughs> gosh, listen to you. That is so, I, I really believe in you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, well, so you were talking about like I'm gonna my, my entire plan for the artist date was to go to a park and read the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yesterday it was freaking cold yesterday. So I don't blame yeah. you. There. And I was wearing shorts because <laughs> I am stupid. Uh, luckily I wear the same size clothes as my friend who gave me a pair of pants for later in the night, but I still had like a leather jacket on, which is freezing. Uh, but yeah, I will, I will definitely like after this, I, um, have some prep work for the Shadow Artist Academy, which is us helping others, uh, more directly, uh, who are going through the artist's way. And that is at two o'clock, uh, join the Playful Wellness community. And we have an event there, which will be going on for 13 weeks starting this week. I have to I do all the math. And my, uh, so if you would like to join, feel free. If you want to join late feel free, you can start at one. We'll, we'll touch upon the people who are there, which I think is, impo is important, while also moving through the 12 weeks. So if you come in at week six and you're starting week one, we'll talk you through it. We'll, we'll work it out, because by then we'll have hopefully done week one at least a couple times. Well, Gabby and I have already done it a couple times. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be there to help you and get you started on your journey. So the last is do it. Creativity is the only cure for criticism. And I think that is incredibly important because that think about children, guys. Um, a lot of this is inner child work. When a kid falls down, sure, they'll cry. But three seconds later, they're going to be up and climbing a tree and then falling out of it and crying again and then doing something else. They're crazy like that. I think that's one of the things that's incredibly important to think about when you're thinking about your own growth. We're talking about the growth of your own inner child and the artistic endeavors you're doing. And that takes getting up and doing it again. <laughs> uh, 
uh, get up like the child inside you. I'm doing the morning pages. So you get up and do it again every single day and you get back on the yeah. horse every single day. And the, and yeah, it, I, at one point I had a one woman show and was writing a blog called Foreclosed with uh, the Jersey City Independent. And I ended up on the front page of a local newspaper for all about foreclosure and la la la. And one of the best lessons I learned and the criticism for me, and I, I made some terrible choices. I was going out to shoot a photography gig and I was dressed in my black photography get up dress, but it looked like a little black cocktail dress getting shot in my house that was in foreclosure. So I looked like, you know, I was about to go out for cocktails and anyway. So I got a lot of criticism on that. And that was also my blog and my one woman show and everything that I was doing at the time. One of the best gifts that I got out of that though was that you really made it when you have haters. <laughs> I love that. My friend true. told me that. He's like, no, just look at every single one of those comments as, dude, I broke through. I have haters. Yeah. <laughs> and and so with that, you don't, you don't get criticism if you don't put yourself out there. So yeah, that's, you that's made vulnerability. If, you, yeah. have, if there's a critic actually taking the time to say something about your work, then you have work, hallelujah. You did something that got recognition and somebody took notice. What? That's amazing. Go you, talk yeah. about power. That is power. I love that. And it goes back to uh, that vulnerability. Like it, putting your art out there means there is a chance of criticism. And like you said, criticism, if you look at it from the right point of view, can be brilliant. It can show you where you're at and help uh, lead you forward. Uh, RuPaul, actually. And some of it's just haters. Yeah. For what? Yeah. There's so a lot RuPaul, of out there. And they're looking <laughs> to hate on. Yeah. Uh, that's so, not on you and that's not on your art. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> I want to talk about RuPaul for a second. <laughs> so one of the things RuPaul actually said to the top four, uh, four queens of season 13, which finale is tonight. So I'm super excited. Just saying, uh, got make better win uh, for anybody who's watching. Uh, but what she said is ignore the critics. Like, and let's let's be fair she's talking to these four drag queens in front of her who have made it to the top four out of all the other drag queens. Like that's exactly what you're saying. And I love that because you are not RuPaul, no offense. Um, but like, it's the same, it's the same thing. Like she's telling you not to read the criticism, but she's also saying that like, they don't get it. Like, you can get it. You can get what it actually means. Uh, don't let them take that power away from you, uh, which is one of the, like, recovering a sense of power. Wow. Well, and here's the thing it. about critics, too, uh, that Julia brings up in the introduction. Critics are often shadow artists. Yeah. These are stifled artists, and their inner child, their inner artist is suffering. And so they're jealous of your, and there is an art to criticism too. Don't let me get on all there is. There, um, oh. there is, there, that can, in and of itself can be an art form. Done well. Yeah. Anne, Anne Rice does uh, criticisms on Amazon. It's one of the things that she does. Uh, I was reading a, I was reading a couple like her talking about it, and she only reviews things she likes. So I love that. Like if you like, but let's be honest, Anne Rice, she may have her shadow art, but she is definitely getting her out her art oh, out she's there. Getting her art out, and, yeah. and 
reviewing things that you like and and giving power and credibility to something and then giving a voice to something and th that's beautiful and there's a huge gift back in that i love that and i think that can be really and all, important and criticism doesn't always have to be negative too yeah no 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 it should honestly criticism that is helpful like when in a lot of writing classes that i've taken you always sandwich everything you always say something you like about it then you say something that you feel didn't work and you take ownership of that feeling uh because it is still your opinion and then you once again give them this uh give them something else you like everything it, yeah people can hear you when you sandwich so you say yeah. something nice then you say what what could be improved upon in coaching not i'm talking about just teaching and coaching and then you say something nice again and people can hear you 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 get into their listening that way yeah exactly because people uh people much easier take in those positive critiques mm -hmm. so the last thing uh before we talk a little bit about uh the tasks for the week just like what gabby and i pulled from them um and how we did them because i want to talk about the fact that i only did about half of the tasks which is the first week that i've done that uh i want to talk about synchronicity and uh, she actually brings uh, Julie actually brings it up much earlier in the chapter. I wanted to bring it up at the end because of everything else we've talked about. We talked really early about vulnerability and anger, and you talked specifically about connecting with your emotion and following it through. Uh, or Julia talked about following it through, and that takes vulnerability. Once you start being vulnerable, and once you start being open, once you start getting your work out there, once you start putting in the time synchronicities start happening and it is weird and amazing um gabby do you have any synchronicities that you uh that you personally know uh right off the top absolutely uh you uh and michael and so as i said i've been in a place of needing healing and i also for for years, my solitary mission, my solitary goal was my relationship and being with the man of my dreams and love and him. That was it. He was my entire focus and coming back here. And there was a lot of rewards for that focus. Um, the financial stability, traveling the world, dopamine, galore romance like i've never known before in my life and so coming back here off of all of that i've been i haven't had any focus i don't have a mission yeah. i don't have a vision i don't know what i want to do with my life and this came in my path and i jumped on usually i lead things usually and, and up until him and, ah. and that I did. I had a mission. I had a vision. I had something that I wanted to do, coaching, teaching, whatever it was, getting the world to swim. And I, that emotion, that desire has, hasn't been there for anything uh, since I've been back. And you fell into my path with this. So I started this. And then, uh, Reiki and Michael fell, fell into my path. And instead of saying, I don't know, I, it doesn't really speak to me, la, la, la. I'm like, it's here. It's in my path. And I am obviously in need of healing right now. Mind, body, spirit, everything. It's manifesting physically in my body. I am falling apart at the seams. Okay. And she said, and I, what I love about Julia is that oftentimes when synchronicity happens, the gift comes to you and we make it hard. And I've been making <laughs> things hard my entire life. I've always yeah. I, I, I've always been looking for a shortcut, but it always ends up being 10 times harder. Yeah. And my mom always said, you do things the hard way. And I'm like, no, I'm looking for the shortcut. No, I really did do things the hard way every single time. So right now I'm allowing myself to be led and things are falling in my path. And I'm saying, okay, it's here. Go for it. Yeah. That's, that's I, simplicity. Being open. So to that. yeah. And oddly, uh, it's funny that you you put 
Michael and I as part of that synchronicity because you're part of that path for me and the artist's way as well. I uh, had a friend ask me if I wanted to be a yoga instructor back in, or I wanted to take yoga instructor training in back in September. And it was the end of September and things were starting to get moving. And I knew that sooner or later I was going to have to get a job uh, because I've been on unemployment. But I was asked if I wanted to be a yoga teacher. And I was like, I've taken seven yoga classes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yoga teacher? And so the first thing I wrote was all of the, like in the message, because she, she already works for the studio. So she asked me like, because she works for the studio and they're trying to find teachers. And so the first like 10 things I put out there, like the first few things I wrote was like, no, why would I want to be a yoga instructor? I don't know anything about yoga. And then finally I just said, yes. <laughs> and when I say finally, I deleted all those other things and just put yes. And I texted, I texted one of my friends and was like, yo, I'm thinking about taking yoga instructor training. She's like, I'm like, but I have to wait until March when I'll have the money. And she funded it for me. The first, like, because it's a payment, it was a payment plan. So I could, yeah. So I started immediately. And because of this yoga course uh, and a weird dream, let's be honest, uh, I had a weird dream about Gabby. Uh, we did not know each other that well. We had like met in a writing course years ago. <laughs> but I had a dream of. I had a writer's group and I kept trying to put Josh in my writer's group because he said he met me in writer's group. And I'm like, and then one day it just went, oh, it was somebody else's writer's group. That's where I know I'm from. But after my yoga teacher training and having this dream of Gabby, whom I saw at, like I'd seen you like a week prior in, uh, at like the city, city, what is it called? City Hall. I saw you out front in City Hall, which is, uh, which was, you know, I walked by you. I didn't say hi or anything because we didn't know each other that well and you were busy doing something. But then she came uh, to the brewery that I started working at. And because of my yoga teacher training, I had all of this uh, information about doing online stuff. And it fell into that. And then like, I fell into the playful wellness community and fell into working with Gabby. And then now we have this podcast about the artist's way. So yeah, talking about things, things like falling into place. I, I love it. Uh, I it's real. It's real people is what we're saying. Uh, dream about an almost complete stranger like yeah bizarre did you know my name and, at that point did you did you even remember what my name was or just recognize my face I don't I, I really don't remember uh I might have had you I might have had you on Facebook which is why I knew your name okay. like you would come up uh but yeah so say yes to things that actually feel like a yes. <laughs> There's a lot of things that come up to us. It can be easy. When you start yeah. opening up and you start venturing out and you start allowing the juices to flow, the universe does align for you. It aligns yeah. for you when you step into it, when you step out. And, and luck happens to those that put themselves in the path of luck. And it yeah. does happen. It, yes. but it's because you're opening up and it doesn't have to be difficult. The universe yeah. can be on your side or God or the creator or just the fact that you're putting yourself out there could snowball into and create momentum. You can, it, should, it can be just momentum on your side, whatever, you, whatever speaks to you. But it doesn't have to be hard. You can just step yeah. into it. Yeah. Give yourself a chance for it to be easy is a, a really good way to put that. And I, I really, I really love that. And allow yourself to try something that feels fun. Like that's what I thought of when I did the yoga teacher training, I thought it would be fun. And there was part of me that like jokingly wanted to be a yoga teacher during my, like as a kid, you want it like, I was a gay kid. It was a cool thing. I wanted to do it. And so I like, when I went to my first yoga class, I was like, I want to be a yoga teacher and then never thought of it again. And then here a decade and a half later, I'm a yoga teacher. Uh, yeah. So make it happen from the heart and be open about it. Uh, and these things, synchronicities will fall into place. So the tasks, Gabby, I, uh, 
I want to talk about one of the tasks and your name is on it. And I wanted to let you know that. So uh, I, I didn't do all the tasks this week. And I actually like, this is, this is where I am slightly shaming myself because I'm so, I try to be so on top of this uh, so that other people who come in are like, cool, he did it, I can do it too. And then even as I'm talking through this, what's really interesting is the fact that I didn't get through it is will actually- relatable. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, wanted, uh, I wanted to share this. Uh, so it was make a list of friends who nurture you. That's nurture, give you a sense of your own competency and possibility, not enable, give you the message that you will never get it straight without their help. There's a big difference between being helped and being treated as though we are helpless. Describe which of these friends traits particularly serve you well. So I listed three people. Um, Kristen Smith, uh, who is my yoga teacher, trainer, instructor, and she runs Affirmations and Innovations, uh, which is a virtual yoga studio. Uh, it's, it does Ayurveda and Reiki. Uh, she is an amazing mentor uh, and owner of this business. And like her passion and light is so inspiring that I had to put her down um, because that makes me want to succeed more. And even when I was talking about setting up my own yoga teacher training, she has my back. And that touches me more than anything else that it doesn't matter that there are certain students out there that aren't gonna go to her and are gonna go to me instead. And she's okay with that. And that just shows me how great of a human being she is. So the second person is my best friend, Michael Billy. Um, he has this undeniable confidence in everything that he does. And it consistently blows me away. Um, not that there aren't like low points, everyone has their low points, but I think what's most inspiring is how he deals with those low points and how he lifts himself back up and still has that confidence that he can literally like hold the moon in his hand if he wanted to. And uh, yeah, my best friend. So I get to be around that all the time. The third one, because I always like doing three, is Gabby herself. Uh, I wanted to share this because of that. You have such drive and willpower and it is something that is so electric. And I really wanted to share that because I think it's very, it's very important. Um, and I like, especially with a lot of these kind of things and being so active in all the things you do, you hear it, but I'm sure it goes in one ear and out the other for a lot of people because you do so much and you're like, oh, this is my everyday life. But you made that your everyday life with that willpower and with uh, just not quitting. And that's incredibly important. And it's very inspiring. And I wanted to list you as one of my friends who nurture because that's what you guys do, uh, you, Michael and Kristen. And I wanted to share that with everybody out there because that is what being vulnerable feels like. And I don't know if I like it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's beautiful, thank you. And I'm, I'm so glad I made your list. That's, that's quite a, my, I'm, I'm a little bright red in my ears right now. I can feel it like ringing up. Um, yeah, you were definitely on my list too. I, I did a, a longer list and really looked at what what I was valuing in other people and with you and with several other people it was integrity accountability uh, that passion that you you seem to have um, that something lights you up that you're on fire about something, that you're passionate and leadership, that, that, that was something that I was looking at, at people. And I, I saw that the leadership was coming from that integrity, that accountability and consistency of action. So being consistent and you've been so incredibly consistent with me. And I so value that 
it's been really, and I, I said, I, I want everybody to have an account and we got a little feedback on that, but I said, <laughs> I want to have a, an accountability partner and you treat it how you treat it. You check in a lot more with me. And I, I, I check back with you once you've checked in with me. Uh, but it, there is something to having that, that relationship in all of this, having somebody that really has your back. And I feel like you consistently have my back. I hope you feel that from me too. I, I gotcha. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know that you have my back and it is a little different because you've been really sick and I get that. And so like, I, I, you need your space. I'm not going to like, I'm going to crowd you a little bit because that's the kind of person I am, but uh, just to keep you upbeat. So these like things like this, uh, things like these tasks, there's a lot of them that really make you look at the things in your life and the people in your life. And why are they there? Like that may, that may sound, that may sound a little, uh, a little hard, but like from the clothes you're wearing to the way you set up your apartment to the people in your life, all of it has an effect on your growth and where you're going. And taking a few minutes to see what you have and to sort through what you really don't want, but have pulled with you, uh, that's incredibly important. And actually, I think that delves into next week, which is what, yes, I love it. Gabby touched upon this because she says I have integrity. I don't know whether or not that's true, but Gabby likes to believe it. So I'm a really good actor or maybe it's true. <laughs> Follow me and see. see. But uh, it, as we move through this, and sure, you're gonna be resistant to different things. Like uh, as we move through, Gabby is gonna be resistant to different things that I'm gonna be resistant to. Uh, and next week is all about recovering a sense of integrity. One of the interesting things about next week, Gabby, um, is going to be hard for both of us. And it's not reading and no television. Oh man. Uh, no TV. Yeah. That's been my, <laughs> that's my, my style yeah. for a very so, long time. Oh boy. I'm, I'm giving this, um, I'm giving this like we're running. Yeah. We're running a little bit late with time. Yes. I, for those who are watching, uh, I turn around because that's the one that's, uh, that's the, that's the zoom that's feeding everything for you on the podcast. I am just sounding weird because I'm running around my bedroom. Uh, yeah, I, I really wanted to bring this up because it is so hard for people to do. And if you join uh, the Shadow Artist Academy, I'm going to, I'll, I'll talk a little bit differently about it uh, because every, like she mentions, even as she's talking about it because I read week four, everyone says, I can't do this for A, B, and C. I have, a, I'm a student and I have to read for class. It's like, bitch, you just spent the last three weeks ignoring your classes and not reading shit. And now you're complaining about reading. <laughs> like she doesn't say it like that. The sassy gay man that I am says it like that. But this is very important. Um, and it is something that I am going to try my damnedest. Uh, the reason why you're doing this is because it makes you stop avoiding being present. A lot of us use television. Um, a lot of us use books. A lot of us use the news as, a, well, even social media as escapism. And that's great, but we've stopped using it with, uh, we've stopped using it to escape sometimes and we're escaping all the time. I know this from my own experience. Um, I spend so much time on my phone, my friends comment on it, and it is going to be a very interesting week. It, yeah. Uh, take it one day at a time for seven days. Um, 
Gabby, I mean, I'm, I'm saying this to you, Gabby, I, I, uh, specifically. Maybe I have never been into television my entire life. My escapism has always been in a book. We've talked about yeah. this. Since being mm -hmm. back for the first time in my life, I have been, I, I, I am on the dregs of Netflix. I, I, am, I am on Vampire Diaries. I went one step further. I finished Vampire Diaries. I'm on the original now. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, and I know that I've been using it as a self. And I know I've been repressing with it. So this is going to be big. Um, yeah. And, and obviously, really guys. It's like, it's almost like popping a pimple. It's been coming for a long time. I need to get this over with. Well, and it also... Uh, so the social media one is going to be a little hard as well because we both run businesses have, yeah, on social media. Yeah, we have issue there that we have. So to. we'll talk. We'll talk more about it. Uh, more about it next week. But uh, let's just plan on taking it day by day. And I, I'm actually going to check in with you. Um, and we'll talk about like we'll talk about it personally just to bring it up next week. Like how we can do this to get the best uh, to get to make it the best we can be. Um, I just want to bring that up to you because before you read, like, it's like at the end of week four. So if you start reading like the first half of it <laughs> and then you wait until like Thursday to get the rest of it done. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So it's also, uh, we might, depending, depending on how it goes, we may want a live specifically about that uh, because I think it's it's really interesting and I don't I don't know I don't know how like my friend uh, my friend Michael is talking a lot about me changing my habits and it's so funky that this is like the week that synchronicity yeah when you're when when it comes up. I've coached yeah. 30 day programs. I know I can do anything for 30 days and, and you are in recovery yourself. I don't want to, yeah. your, but you, you know that you can let go of things. Yeah. Um, oh, which recovery, the fact that I am an alcoholic. Yeah. That was, yeah. My recovery is now. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's fine. Um, my, my recovery as an alcoholic was not painful of an experience for me and this kind of change that uh i need to make and it's going to take a lot more of listening and a lot more vulnerability and a lot more of letting go uh like it's this is this is this is a big uh, a big thing but it's uh re to recover a sense of integrity i gotta leave me behind um and that's a lot of shifting and it's not like leave all of me but it's really leaving an aspect of me that i'm not sure how except for the fact of just starting um yeah you're not so it's like it's do the work again it you don't yeah know how until you it you're you're taking baby steps you're stepping into it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this was all, uh, once again, uh, I'm going to go through all of our, all of our social media as I do this, but this came up with working with Michael uh, in his uh, multidimensional channeling aspect. Uh, if you don't know, Michael and I run a spiritual business called How We Begin. I teach yoga through affirmations, innovations. I also like uh, produce the podcast Finding Prometheus, which Gabby is going to be on. Uh, next week, twice, oddly enough. <laughs> but how is your uh, uh, He also does Reiki and um, different types of energy healing, and we're constantly learning new things and expanding. Oh, I also do tarot reading. So if you want to do a tarot reading, um, find me. Gabby and I um, and Beth Bentley work uh, with the Playful Wellness community as the admin on Facebook. So Michael and I do howwebegin.com. Gabby, myself, and Beth do the Playful Wellness Community. Um, Gabby herself uh, has the wonderful Gabby Curry Wellness. Jesus, that's so many things, which is just wonderful, uh, 
wonderful wellness activities from superhero training to her wonderful yoga classes, hooping, swimming. And then for the mental wellness, she has a book group and her Sunday writing group, as oh well as all that. As well as doing, uh, being my co-admin for the Shadow Artist Academy, which is happening in roughly an hour for those who are watching us live. Otherwise, uh, inquire me directly at uh, howwebegin at gmail.com and I can get you guys all involved there or follow Playful Wellness Community and we have it there on the event page. And you can always DM either of us on Facebook or yep. I'm not, I am not good at Instagram guys. So DM him on Instagram, whatever that may be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's it. That's the show. This is actually a really long show because I got to talking about next week, but yeah. Powerful stuff guys is power. what power. power. There it is. Bye everybody. And we'll see you all next week at the shadow artist experiment. Bye. That's it. That's the end of the show. So thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing, liking, and hopefully enjoying our shadow artist experiment. And don't forget, you can watch us live Fridays at 12 PM on the playful wellness community, Facebook group. So make sure you tell your friends and tune in next time. And you can always follow us on social media through Playful Wellness Community, Gabby Curry Wellness, and How We Begin on Facebook, Instagram, and well, you know the rest.